I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater connection on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols, and I don't really have much for you to uh, I had a guest cancel, and I'm on the road. I'm currently in the upper portion of uh, Alabama on the way to the Jackson Kayak Factory, and I uh, have one of our uh, brethren from the p and family going to join me. Brad Hurlibus is going to join, 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 join us tonight. What's going on, man? Not much. Not much. Just another weeknight in Wisconsin. Like, really chosen for some open water on that water, like waterfall. See, all my hunting season's done, so I'm in the blues there, and I can't get into yeah, ice fishing, no so I'm really jonesing just for some open water. Yeah, we, we have a – it's our last weekend of – of the second half of duck season coming up and uh my buddy invited me to go shoot some birds the other morning but uh i decided not to go so i kind of missed out <laughs> i i'd have been all on it i've got a couple buddies down in texas that keep messaging me and they're like come down this weekend come down this weekend i'm like they're like all you gotta do is jump on a plane we got everything you need i'm like i know but it's it's the getting out of work early enough to make it worth my time <laughs> Right, right. It's probably pretty close to some of the areas that, that, that I frequent, you know. Um, sea Drift, Port O'Connor, uh, Matagorda Bay Systems, and all that down there. It's been, been pretty good this year. Um, and then, you know, we have a, a buddy that owns a, a fish farm. So, it's got a bunch of, like, uh, 
one and a half anchor, uh, acre uh, little ponds with uh, levees around them. And you can walk in between the levees and just like walk up and they'll shoot, flush them and then you'll bam, bam, bam. And then the ones that didn't fly, uh, they dive. <laughs> so you, you reload and when they fly, then you're like, bam, bam, bam. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> it takes all the fun out nice. of it, you know. But still, um, or, you, or, or he's got like a, a barrel. you know, he's got a, yeah, it is. He's got a permit to kill those dang uh, comrades too, so you can go out here and smoke them things. <laughs> oh, that's a huge fish. topic up here. So, I mean, I, I was just up there. I was just up on um, Punisher Waterfalls podcast. Country guys out of out of Canada, Dave's on the new canoe team with me and we were chatting and they're able to shoot those up there. And that's a huge thing. And like, especially in like the Bay of green Bay up in Wisconsin here, they're just destroying everything. Like, cause they're like, their feces is so acidic. It kills the trees. So you look at the yeah, islands, out, the, trees. Like, the islands out there. It's just dead. Especially there's, and they like come in groves. I mean, just flocks of them. And then they, they eat, they have to eat a lot of fish too. And they they can decimate I, some uh, some of the fish population for sure. Bigger bigger. I can't imagine what how much what they eat. Like pelicans when pelicans come through. Oh boy, man! Like you know, like I've seen pelicans hit a late lake and legitimately the panfish population has like been like, whew. Oh yeah, y'all y'all get an influx. Y'all get some of them up there every now and then. Some pelicans make their way inland that far. Oh yeah, oh yeah, That's they'll come all crazy. the way in. They'll, yeah, because they come off the Mississippi River, and like if they, right. we get a good west wind, it'll blow them inland, and we'll have random pelicans. Like we'll be, I'll be out duck hunting like in fall when they're migrating, and all of a sudden you'll see huge flocks of swans or pelicans. Or like, whoa, like you're off track. You're a little lost right now, bud. Yeah, as long as you don't see no pink ones, no flamingos popping up in there, <laughs> or them spoon. We get the spoonbills down here because people, be, man, I saw a, I saw a, a flamingo. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> So we have a, it's all over the papers and like every paper has articles. There's a Mandarin duck on Lake Michigan right now. And that's Eastern European. Yeah. That one's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Odds are it's someone's pet that got loose, to be honest, because you can buy them. Like you can breed them. Like odds are it's a pet that got loose somewhere from a farm or something like that. But everybody's losing their mind because there's a Mandarin duck hanging out on the shoreline of Lake Michigan. I think it's in Milwaukee. I think, or maybe it's North Milwaukee, but yeah. Well, that's the thing down here. We 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 get an influx of the uh, Eurasian uh, ringneck doves. Okay. And there's no limit on them because they're not indigenous. Sure. So you can have white wing and just regular dove season going on, and then you can crack a bunch of them ringnecks. There's no 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 bag limit on those. <laughs> they still make mighty nice uh, dove wraps too. <laughs> I was gonna say dove wraps, shish kebabs, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. they eat well. Yeah. See, that's what we like. Our divers down here, well, especially the ones from the fish ponds that eat the fish food. <laughs> They're actually no, pretty I mean, tasty, you know. So that's surprising because, like, every time, all the other than like sausage, divers not like I will not shoot them. Like, if I'm like. I'll go on a diver hunt, and I got buddies that are all set up to go on a Lake Michigan open water diver hunt, and like we'll go miles out, like in little layout boats and whatnot. And it's kind of nuts. It's a good time, and we'll make sausage. But yeah. like, if I'm inland hunting and some divers come through, unless I got a dog with me that needs retrieves because they're bored, they're gonna keep on flying because yeah. I'm not just gonna cook it. Like, but like I'm not. 
If I'm going to eat, I like fish, the little ruddies. They're kind of hardy. They're they're little stout birds. They got good like little stout little breasts on them. Pull them off, and I like cut a little pouch in them and uh, stuff it with boudin and and wrap them in bacon and smoke them on the smoker, dude. That might be tasty. I haven't had that. Dang good. Yeah, and then we uh, like the the spoonies and the like the redheads. Like we the teal. The teal actually eats better than the than the others for sure but yeah we'll we'll you know butterfly them and you know i'll soak them in like a spicy buttermilk and then batter them in the you know just a seasoned flour and and fry them and then make a like onions and jalapenos and make like a jalapeno gravy to put over them you know and have like mashed sure. potatoes and some like green beans and some different things and make some wraps out of them and the, the, one of my favorites we done was a it was a sweet and sour uh I'd be good. Duck wrap with uh with bacon, um, pineapple, and wrapped in a and it had a, a green bell pepper and the duck breast and I, I grilled it and then brushed it with sweet and sour. You know, it was like a kebab style stuff. Had a little chunks on there. It's pretty dang good, pretty dang tasty. Now that, that one's pretty that'd be, good. that'd be tasty. I've also done like duck parm. So pound it flat, bread it, yeah. fry it like you would chicken parmesan, throw it over some noodles. That's real good too. That's, That's real pretty good, good to with it. pheasant too. Oh yeah, we had some pheasant like that. It's pretty dang, pretty tasty. Yeah, we're 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 a little off topic from the, the saltwater <laughs> side of fishing tonight, but hey, it is what it is. We gonna get exposed y'all to some other stuff going on. But yeah, definitely where Brad's at up there. He's he's in some beautiful country, and um, I'm looking forward to coming up there this year. Uh, I know I'm gonna make the Bassmaster uh, event up there on the Mississippi. That's gonna that's gonna be a fun that's gonna be a fun event. That's that's an awesome area. That, that's yeah, really a seven, good area eight, to nine, pool seven eight nine on the Mississippi out of lacrosse there. Um beautiful country up there. That time of year, frog fishing, you know, you're gonna oh, yeah. top water, frog, you know, in the grass, power fishing. And there's some nice smallmouth up there too though. So I'm I'm excited about all of it, you know, just to experience it. I'm gonna try to at least get four or five days up there, um, get a good pre fish in and hopefully have a good tournament. So, that, yeah, that, that, should be that, fun. That, that area always shows out well. It really does. There's really good fish in there. I'll be there in two weeks for handfish because, like, the, the they have jumbo perch, jumbo perch, like like the hand size, like big bluegill yeah, like, and yeah. yellow perch. Yellow, yeah, yellow, just big old like you have. So you get out there and you get on them, man. Like, and we're allowed twenty five a day. You get out there and you get on there. Like I normally don't take a full limit just because that's a lot of fish for me. Like, but I'll like yeah. keep 10, 15 of them. That's a couple meals for the wife and I, and they eat well. That's, that's how the, like, the white bass are here. Well, uh, they should be like this next full moon coming up, especially with the rains we're getting. They'll start pushing up into the little tributary creeks and everything off of the, you know, the lakes and everything. And they'll start, man, it'll start turning on. And you get, you know, 25 of those and, some of them you'll you'll get that are two pounds, two and a half pounds. You get some pretty fillets on them and and fry them up that day with some some homemade tartar and some 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 good old cocktail sauce and make some cheese and garlic grits and some hush puppies. Ooh, ooh. there you homemade go. There you fries. go. See, we all talking food tonight, man. I'm exactly. Hungry. There's nothing wrong with that. You that... know why? Because I'm hungry. Because I haven't had Same. anything since. Uh, <laughs> Since Louisiana, when I got some smoked boudin and some and some cracklings. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I was talking right, like right before we jumped on. I'm like, oh, I should have cooked dinner. I'm like, I don't have time. I'm like, let me know what you want. Like, it's either frozen enchiladas or frozen chicken, <laughs> chicken stir fry. It's one or the other tonight. Like, there's no time to make anything else after this. So it's not the, not the frozen enchiladas from the grocery store. Like the, like the. Oh, these are from Costco. These are not real. Oh, like, the, these are from the Costco. Costco. No, those aren't bad though. Those aren't bad. I haven't like had them. Sam's has some too. They're not. They're not horrible. But all right. Yeah. Yeah, they're not All right, too Hopefully bad. they're good. No, like they, they like they're in their own individual trays and they have sauce. Like they look good. We yeah. haven't tried them yet, so we'll see. No, it's not like the whatever brand is in like the freezer section. That's like in the cardboard no. little box, the Stouffer's or the other no, whatever no. the the uh, those two hundred fifty calories say or whatever. They yeah. are. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, cause the Michaels some, some or whatever good, they are. Yeah, we got some pretty good. Mexican joints over in Texas, you know, get kind of spoiled on our, our Mexican I restaurants spo- down there. I got spoiled on that when I was living in California. I worked in an yeah. upholstery shop for six months, and I worked with a lot of people who actually came from Mexico. And they're, and they're like, that was that was a huge culture shock to me, just how much they share. Like, they all mm-hmm. would come in, and they'd bring in extra food, and they'd always share. And I, like... I was riding a motorcycle back and forth to work. There was no, like, me bringing extra food in. So, like, occasionally right. I'd buy them lunch, like, off the food truck or something. Like, like here, like, I can't bring it, but I'll buy it. But, yeah, like, yeah. they would share their food and be like, here, have this or have that. And, like, it was amazing. It's so good. Like, it was so good. Like, nothing's ever compared. Like, that was traditional home-cooked. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. Like, nothing compares. That was me, like, when, you know, being working as a chef like before I'm, my job I'm at now um and then being a waterman and being and going on surf trips to Central America and into Baja and everything I was always if they were cooking I was in the kitchen I was checking everything out and figuring it out you know and then I'd share some stuff that I know with them and then we you know always had fun getting in the kitchens at the at the surf camps and and you know we most of the time we ended up like getting like hooked up, you know, the next time we got like the bro deal stuff. Sure. Like, Dustin, get back in the kitchen and roll some sushi. <laughs> yeah, because I, I taught I taught some of the guys in Nicaragua how to roll some sushi at one one of the camps down there. My buddy uh, Lance has a uh, surf camp down there, Surfari Charters, and it's a you run a top notch uh, gig down there with you know fishing and everything's included. I mean, we call Wahoo down there. We call Dorado. We call you know yellowfin tuna, rooster oh. fish. Uh, grouper, snapper, you know, everything. everything. Occasional sailfish and marlin and, yeah. Wow. Out of a 26-foot ponga, super ponga. And then you take the boat to all the surf breaks, too. So, yeah. The ways are fishing. It's on my list. Fishing. Yeah. It's like my, salt experience, sick. my salt experience is super limited. Red, trout, um, yeah. ladyfish. Caught a whole handful of ladyfish when I was out there kayak fishing by myself once. Like, this isn't what I'm looking for, but I'm catching fish, right? Because it's only like, it was right, the second right. time I'd ever fished salt. I'm like, hey, I'm figuring something out. I'm at least catching fish. But there's a lot of fish that I have not caught on the salt, and I just need to get to the coast more. And the hard part is, like, I'm nowhere near the coast. Right. Yeah, you're uh, 18 hours away, probably, give or take, to, to come to where I'm at in Texas. Be about 18 hours. I was looking at it on the map. So, yeah, it's going to be a pretty good haul getting up there to that tournament yeah definitely gonna be <laughs> still not as bad as uh last year when i went to connecticut oh man oh that's a that's a hike. Not a haul by by yourself yeah it was like i can't even remember how far it was it was like 27 hours 28 hours
Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I didn't that's, do it That's long. I mean... Uh, yeah, I, I stopped and got hotels i'm not i didn't sleep in my truck i'm i'm over that you see tonight i'm in the <laughs> in the uh birmingham hoover whatever alabama microtel <laughs> i was like where's one that's got decent i mean they had decent reviews and it was like cheaper so i was like i'm getting that one that's fine i can sleep on a freaking box you know it's all good <laughs> yeah sleeping in the truck gets tough i know the last time i i pushed it hard to get to florida i made it south of tennis like made it south of nashville which that's a little like i left after work of course so you're already tired when you leave work and then sure. i drove until yeah. like three in the morning two in the morning until i could find an, two or three in the morning until i finally found a restaurant that had a spot where i could park and then you sleep for three or four hours and it's terrible sleep i left my back seat yeah. open so i could curl up and it still wasn't comfortable and by the time I got there, it's like that whole like yeah, I pushed super hard to get there, but like I was so exhausted I couldn't do anything if I wanted to. Like yeah. it just didn't. I'll seem do like it on the way back, and it's gonna suck because I'm going to pick up you know kayaks, and then I'm gonna have lunch with some couple you know some of the crew from the factory there, and then I'm gonna get right back on the road and go. So then I'm gonna push it, and then I'm gonna sleep about two three hours, and I'm gonna drive the rest away because because Thursday is my daughter's birthday. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my wife was like, if you do not make it to her birthday dinner, there's going to be papers on your side of the bed. You might not like them. No. <laughs> she was kidding. But yeah, you know, uh, yeah, one of them deals, you know, it's just like this is about my only shot right now that I'm going to have a chance to get over there. And it's it's so much cheaper to go pick them up. Sure. And to have them shipped, you know, even going to a dealer is, you know, even, you know, freight costs are through the roof right now. You know, it's pretty dang. They are. And unless it's a dedicated truck. Right. There's just such a high risk of things getting damaged. And I mean, 
I know I work with freight companies all the time. Like that's part of what I do for like my job and I get it. Accidents yeah. happen, everything else, but I mean, and they're very hard to handle for them. I get all that, but the risk is so high. I, I won't ship a boat. I won't do it. I will order from a local dealer and make sure mm-hmm. it gets on a dedicated truck or I'll go to the factory myself and pick it up. Like yeah. I just See, it can it. like a, if I was to have it shipped to like a dealer there that it went with their order, like you said, sure. on a dedicated truck, a, a truckload, um, it'd be different, you know, because they would have loaded it at the factory. Exactly. And, you know, and they, they have their own rig. They just pay the, the guy to drag it. They pay, right. you know, the light, the lightweight, the light, light, whatever they call it. We just call it light engine on the railroad. <laughs> uh, you know, he just goes and hooks up to the, to the trailer and, and drags it. You know, he, he don't load it or do any of that, you know? So yeah, it's loaded at the factory by the guys there and they, they, take care of it you know pretty pretty cool yeah it's good to it's good to get to the factory you get to get in there and and you know i get to go check some stuff around um maybe film a little bit you know get some stuff for some social media some content you know of some some guys doing some you know stuff for the boats building them and you know trimming and and different things you know just can't can't give too much away but you know Right, some little right. close-ups of some stuff, you know. It's pretty neat to go in there and get the whole tour, you know, to see the Agreed. start to finish process. It's pretty neat. Agreed, absolutely. I mean, I remember when I went up to Dutchland where new canoes made. I mean, it was just cool to watch, like, the molding process and everything else and the assembly process. And Yeah, it's pretty neat. Like, it's some of the tricks and, and the jigs that they have when – you know, the molds go in and how they in, like cool down spots and have spots get a little hotter than the others to get more. Yeah. There's some cool stuff that goes on in it, you know, Agreed. Sure. Oh, yeah, there's science behind it. There's definitely yeah, science there's definitely behind is. it. It's definitely a, it, like there's some stuff going on. Not just your average person is not going <laughs> to right, build a, right. a mold and, and, and uh, build the ovens that they bake them in and stuff too. It's like yeah. full on gigantic <laughs> well think we got to fit a 13 foot but like and you get the yeah. mold everything else that's and they got spin and rotate right. and all that stuff because the plastic kind of melts and gets moved all around in there and it's it's pretty cool. crazy pretty cool so what all's going on the rest of the year what are you gonna you're gonna transition you're gonna try to start you know hit the panfish up here coming up and yeah, because it's ice. That's really when I focus on yeah. panfish. The only time I I don't keep a lot of fish throughout like the summer. Um, I keep most of my fish in winter. To be honest, like yeah. they're a little firmer. They just eat better through that cold water, in my opinion. True. So I'll try to get some fish for the freezer. I'm um, looking for a big perch bite, hopefully on the Mississippi, and then I want to get some walleye as well. I'm a big fan of walleye. Like I heard like doing it like four man lobster, like yeah, just just butter in a pan in the oven. Or I'll do walleye chowder. Oh, that's so oh, good. Yeah. Homemade walleye chowder. Because yeah. it's just that big, firm, white meat. Like, So I want to try to get get out and get after that. I mean, I almost took the boat out last weekend. Uh, the river by me is open by the dams and whatnot. So the walleye will start to stage up there even this early. So I almost did it. But everybody bailed on me. And I'm like, man, it's like 20 minutes. Is that a outside. deep water uh tactics um for walleye like using downriggers and stuff or are you using traditional rods with like jerk baits and deep you know crank baits and different things so for the river like for like let's for the ice 
that's a lot of dead stick. I mean, where oh, I'm at, like... where I'm at, it's setting a lot of like either tip downs with open reels or tip ups, or it's all de- it's all dead stick tactics, and then with a live minnow. So it's okay. all live bait and live all, bait. all live bait. Basically, it's bobber fishing through the ice. <laughs> I don't know okay. how to describe it. Like, you know, cool. It's like bobber fishing through the ice. For the river, though, it's vertical jigging. Vertical jigging. Yeah, with those, uh, they like have a one treble hook and they got little hook points on the nose and the tail. Like, I've seen some Rapalas and I know the smallmouth eat them too. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, those are, we use those a lot through the ice. Like, oh man, now that you said that, I can't remember what the heck that thing's called, that lure. Um, the dart, something darter. Yeah, something like that. But They're for like cool open, for open water though on the rivers, I'm using a hair jig with a minnow, oh. Oh, either a full minnow or sometimes just a minnow head. And then what a lot yeah. of times, a lot of times we'll do like a double like we're allowed three hooks on a single line in Wisconsin. Three, we're allowed three baits that can be three individual lines or three baits on a single line. So oh, you got to be cool. real, like got to be kind of specific there. So some, like sometimes with that vertical jig, and what the times I'll do is, depending on the river current, I might have a half to a one ounce jig or hair jig, with a minnow head on it, like just just a minnow head for like that cut bit, like that cut bait style, and then I'll go like a foot above it with just a regular hook on that same yeah. line with a minute, like straight through a minnow, like an entire minnow, right through the back of the head, like. So that way there, your vertical jig and two baits, you got that hair jig bouncing off the bottom with that just chunk of minnow head. And then above it, you got a full minnow. Dang, pretty cool. So that's three baits on the same line or three rods only with three you're allowed th- You're allowed three baits. You, so you could have one bait on th- up to three rods, right? One bait per right. line. Or one rod or you with, could, yeah, and it's vice not, versa. Or you, yeah. Correct. So like if you're running an A-rig up here, you're only allowed three hooks on that A-rig. Ah, that's something. Yeah, that's something you got to check on on different. Because uh, that A rig, like with how states. it is on that wire, they consider each one an individual bait. Right. Now, like I've got musky lures that have three treble hooks on the same lure. That's one bait. That's not multiple baits. That's one bait. It's multiple hooks yeah, on a single. Yeah, the A rig is different jig heads. A- so, yeah. Exactly. So they call that. So like I run a lot of those micro ones. I don't remember who makes those. So it's one jig basically and then it's got three little hookless ones around it live target yeah. i think live, live target, target makes, makes that one that one's pretty cool yeah. yeah i've had good success up here with that i know guys that but i know guys up here that use like full-on a rigs they just don't they only have three hooks on it though like they'll use that yeah. full big a rig and they'll only have three hooks on it and they just hope that fish keeps hitting until it hits one right. with the hook so i got the ones i used here are five five jig hits with the with blades and everything else and then what i've what i've had really good results with are the top spin jig heads that they have out pretty cool those are cool i haven't tried them yet uh, i've seen a little small mc swimmer like a two and three quarter inch little swim bait with that little top spin and along like a you know levee and and dam with rocks and gravel this that's been pretty good yeah, I like that. For sure. You um, you planning to go to, to Dale Hollow? I'm not going to make it to Dale. Unless I unless I can figure out a way to sneak out like an extra vacation day somehow. My schedule is so tight this year. It's just not. I'd have to leave Thursday after work. I'd have to do what I did last year, which was, which was one of those things. You know what I mean? Like you leave after work and then you drive. You get there at like 2 in the morning. And 
Oh yeah. I, mm-hmm. Like you get so I don't know. And then you at get this three point, hours of sleep and then you wake up and rig everything up and go, yeah. Yep. Last year I did that and then I worked remote a couple of days. So like I drove there, I got there at like one in the morning, of course we drank some beer, got to bed <laughs> at like two, and then I was up at six to go to work. Like setting up an office in my in the bedroom is what I did. Yeah. And I worked a couple of days remote and I, I mean I worked. It wasn't like I just like worked there was like i legitimately worked like i was presenting to our leadership like Susie from the like another one of our hosts she's out there yelling at every time to be quiet because she knows i am presenting to like our ceo and cfo of our company and she's yeah. like would you guys stop he's presenting it was awesome oh, wow. <laughs> yeah i but, remember the the first year we had the like our, a meetup and then we had we had a smaller tournament um i remember i left work at that that evening after i got home from work and i left and, and i got there in the afternoon and like straight to the water or <laughs> straight like mid-morning straight to the water and commenced to putting a smack down on them with an underspin <laughs> nice and had fishing a good was time tough last year fishing was tough i i think i caught a bass i'd have to go back and look yeah i did catch some bass i did I wound up in some big crappies though. Like I should have kept oh, some. Like I wound yeah, up Jimmy, in some Jimmy caught a really crappies. like a fifteen incher. I was uh, in a, I was in a good school of like in. twelve. Like I don't think I didn't get over the fifteen, but I was catching consistent twelve to thirteens, like consistent oh, yeah. twelve to thirteens. I'm like, here we go. Like I'm sitting, I'm like sitting in there. I'm like, man, I should have a cooler with some ice because I should be bringing yeah. some of these back to the cabin. Cooler, be that's a, yeah. Have a good old fish fry, yeah. No, I can't make it either this year. I can't. Um, we start an outage at work on the 2nd of April. And I do have a a redfish tournament on the 8th. I'm going to try to try to get out. I have to fish it blind, but I think that time of year, I kind of, just by history, I can go hit some spots and probably probably do okay um, just to get out of there. I mean, it's only like a 32-day long outage, so I don't think we're going to be too bad. Uh, next year is the one I'm not looking forward to. The one for 2024. Oh, that's the big one. Be fun. It's gonna go like 80 days. I guarantee it. Ooh. And, and and that's you know we get one day off every 14 days when it, when we're working out. It sucks. <laughs> I that's that's a that's lot part of it. Part of part of plant life, man. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they pay us well and benefits are good and all that, but man, I sure sure miss them fish. <laughs> well, you know, and were you working twelves? The main 12 thing, I that? I mean, I miss the family too. You know, I work shift work already. I go back and forth days and nights. Sure. So there's days when I just I'll take my daughter to school in the morning and you know, and then I'll go see my wife at three thirty and say hi, bye, and then go to work. <laughs> you know, it's one of them quick. <laughs> you know peck and you know get out of there you know but yeah it's just the cool thing about where i work though is that i can i can fish right there there's a quite a few areas within 10 minutes i can be launched and and on the water so there's a lot of times i'll actually you know take my stuff with me to work and fish after a night 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 shift you know because that's cool uh, you know it's about 40 44 miles from my house so all right it's a lot easier just to have the stuff with me and go than drive all the way home and drive all the way back. That's a that's right. all kind of extra miles and gas in, in your vehicle, you know. Yeah, if you're so already there, it's, it's pretty pretty neat area. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just makes sense to be loaded up, get right on the water afterwards. And it's a great way to de-stress after work too. I used to do that all oh, the time like, when I didn't work. Like now it's easier because now I just work, I work out of my house. So like where I sit right now for the podcast is where I sit 10 hours a day. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, I just haven't left work yet is really what it's like tonight. But I mean, I'll have everything ready to go. And like, we've got weeknight kayak tournaments up here. So I'll just jump in the truck and I'll just take off right after work. And it's a great way to de-stress after a crappy day. Oh, it is. Yeah. Fishing is the therapy for me. It's my therapy for sure. You know, still get on that skateboard every now and then and go slash it up. <laughs> take, take it out on the, on the coping at the, in the, in the bowls, you know, but man, the fishing just, I just, majority of the time i'm out there by myself you know I, I got places in the marsh i can get away from the boats can't get into it you know or i go i go in the middle of the night you know good full sure. moon night set up right you know the bike windows you know you got a, a major you know when you're the moon's overhead and it's you know sometimes you just smash them and you're out there just having so much fun in the you know middle of the night nobody else around <laughs> That's one of the cool things about here. You know, there there are areas you can go find and, and get away from some crowds, especially with a kayak. You know, that's one thing we always preached on the on the show and, and with Pal and Finn is just, you know, the ease of access. I know we say we say that all the time, but it is. You know, you know, there's there's plenty of places. You know, you just slide off down the down the bank, ease on out there. I mean, from yeah, fishing to hunting to all of it. I mean, you don't need a bolt ramp. You don't, you don't need a bolt launch. Yeah, you don't like need that's, a ramp. You found a, you know, a little levee you can pop off of, a little bulkhead, right? slide in anywhere. You know, anywhere that water is mean, coming up to public easement, you can jump in, and go exactly. And I mean, tons cool of bridges by me to hit rivers. The kayak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, rig up some some uh, some palmetto, some palm fronds around your kayak, and head on out there into the into the marsh and set up. You know, a little couple dozen decoys and don't take much out there that's the thing you find the spots that have the the, the harder bottom and you can wade out there and set them up yourself you don't even need a dog you can go by yourself right and lay down in your kayak and pop up bam 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 you See, I, mean, I wouldn't say my, it's easy never easy it's not easy never yeah. easy it's always work right like but no, there is work it's not i mean when you're getting out to those places where there aren't you don't get all that pressure and the birds are more relaxed it's no, mm -hmm. it's the same as fishing. Like, it's just yeah. like, it's easier, right? Like it's just, it's less like you're not fighting all that high pressured area. Like the fish bite better. The birds work better. It's all the, like, that's what kayaks open up. Cause well, yeah, or, at times though, on the duck side of things, we do have a lot of airboats that burn around in, in the backwaters sure. too. And, and they can wreak some havoc for sure. <laughs> that's my midlife crisis purchase. I've already told my wife at 45, five years. <laughs> oh man yeah because i got the kayaks i love kayaks i do all my fishing out of a yeah. kayaks but i've also got an 18 foot mud boat i mean i run a surface yeah. drive on a mud boat because because i do a lot with taking veterans and whatnot out hunting so i gotta have a boat where i can like control things a little bit easier and make things a little bit safer and stuff like True. that so i mean but i'm joe like this last year i mean I was joking with why I'm like, cause we do a ton on a river by us, which is all sandy bottoms and I can run it in my boat. It's not a problem, but an airboat opens up even so much more. And right. I was joking with the wife. I'm like, you know, this is my midlife crisis 
place to purchase and it's kind of started going from joking to like i've seriously been looking and planning at this point so i think it's actually gonna happen yeah that'll be that'll be cool yeah they they definitely can get you places for sure wait then they slide it like yeah there's some pretty neat ones out there on you know all souped up and I know my buddy has one that they 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 duck out duck hunt out of, and it's a they're pretty cool. I just don't like when they blow the freaking spots away. <laughs> I get that completely. Like, I feel like that's one thing that's like being a kayak angler for so long. I feel like I'm more respectful. If that makes yeah. sense. Like, and I'm not saying everybody with an airboat is disrespectful. Like, don't go there because that's not what I'm saying by any means. Right, right. But I mean, I'm, I mean, I remember kayak fishing down on one of the rivers in uh, Salt River in Florida, and like an airboat like went right over land and all this other stuff. And the guides, and it's a protected area, and the guides like I'm with because I didn't bring my stuff, so I I used a guide. Yeah. Uh, Shed kayak charters guy was cool, like awesome dude. Like he really went above and beyond on a really tough bite day for me. Like we want to like. I booked half a day and we fished for like 11 hours because he's like, no, like the bite and the bite was just a tough day. Like, and it yeah. wasn't him. It was a tough day. It's one of those days where fish it just, happens and, and I caught fish, but not a lot. And I'm like, you know, and he's like, nope, we're going to, he's like, can you stay? I'm like, yeah. And like I'm another hour out. went by and another yeah. hour went by and he's like, you still good. I'm like, I'm still good. And he's like, so, I mean, like he went so above and beyond. So it's like, anyways, but when we were out there it was a protected area. Like some of that was protected. And like airboat, like right over the top, and he's like, "Those are on," and, and like you could see his frustration from it, and I totally mm-hmm. get it. Oh yeah, they they do it, and they'll come through, like just little small areas that you know you wouldn't think they'd be in, and then you gotta like be on the lookout for them, and and then and then if it's foggy, you're like, "Where the hell is that noise coming from?" And then right, right up on you, and you're like, "Man, a good thing I got this bright light on, and all that," and then that's a that's another thing out here in Texas. I, I will say something about that. That that uh, you know, I'm kind of fishing in some of the on the flats and some shallower stuff. But you know, I try to stay a little closer to some of the spoils and all that when it when it is pretty foggy. And I, I don't push the envelope on that. But dude, you'll hear some boats wide ass open, and they're just running by GPS tracks. And I'm just like, dude. I can't. I don't know. I'd be. I'd be too damn scared I to agree. do that in the boat. I agree, hundred I mean, percent. Yeah, if you're like, on the water all the time and you know it, but you just never know what's going to be out there, what's going to be in the way. You know, a log right. floating somewhere, or, or another or boat, some kind of debris, another boat, something tied up, and just, yeah, I just, I don't know. This is one of the things that scares me. You know, kind of. I mean, I run like like that. Like that's a big. I mean especially early morning like in october we get a lot of fog we get a lot of fog on the water right get that big temperature variance at that time of year for us up here and i'll run fast enough that i can run if that makes sense so like there's areas where it's shallow enough i have to be at least be on plane to get through them so i'll be on plane but just fast enough right but otherwise enough to get going and kind of cruise through you know yeah right like I mean, I've got good lights, I've got GPS, and I've even started to bring, I've got a handheld thermal scanner because I do predator hunting as well. I right. started bringing that with. Like a thermal, like, mine's cheap, like, but good thermals, like, it, like, 
get fog plays like fog fog isn't easy on them but it's way better than any sort of light you could use dude i know like sometimes i'll even even in low light conditions with fog i'll even i'll still have my polarized glasses on because it cuts through that glare and then you can see even better you can make out right. more shapes and silhouettes with it with your, with your sunglasses even though it's lower light conditions and it, it helps you know so yeah that's you just, probably gotta fog, be careful fog, with those fogs big... is crazy at times yeah you got to be careful you don't hit some of them big torpedoes on the back of your boat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that 1103, you move them. I'm excited to get to put it on the Kusa X. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up one of those. I'm getting another U-Pick and then a, a Kusa X, or a new river boat. But I'm going to use it in the marsh. Um, it's got it's got good volume. It, it, it's it got a good draft. It floats real well. Um and it just looks like it's gonna be fun just to paddle around in the marsh, in the back back lakes and stuff. So, be able to stand up and push it around and everything should be fun. Side casting redfish out of so just something else to try, you know. It's always fun to it. jump in different models, man. Like I love it. Oh, like yeah. I love trying different stuff all the time. Yeah, no doubt, for sure, man. Well, dude, my stomach is about to just <laughs> take off on me, but uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you. Coming on, you want to tell everybody out there on, you know, chasing the tide land out there. Give them a little info about your show on the PL yeah, Network. Absolutely. So I'm a bi-weekly show. I'm I'm the Saturday right before Dustin hears pops off. So it's feather and fur, really hunting focused. Mainly, a lot of my focus is birds and bird dogs because that's what I'm super passionate about. But we also make it out west for elk and moose and all of Canada. So we really expand the horizons there and really talk everything from archery to gun hunting to birds to dogs, dog training, boat maintenance. If anybody wants to jump on the show that knows how to do off-road recovery, I'd love to do a self-recovery show. So if you know, like, throw me a message. It's something I'm looking to do, actually. And then, yeah, I mean, so I'm the host of that. And I'm on the Rocktown fishing team. I'm on, I'm on the new canoe team. I do a lot with Wisconsin Hero Outdoors. It's a nonprofit in Wisconsin. We take veterans and first responders out fishing, and we get them out in the outdoors in other ways as well as a way to, like, refocus their energy. And I'm the South Central Project Coordinator for them. And that's that's about it, man. Like, that's what I do. It's Sweet. either I'm out hunting fishing myself or I'm mentoring people how to do it themselves so they can keep on doing it. Shoot, yeah, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. Good thing. Good deal out there, you know, with the – getting the veterans on the water is something similar to, you know, our, you know, in the kayak side, the heroes on the water type thing we have. So um, we started there and then we decided we wanted to go a little bit farther off and we branched off and we, we had a Wisconsin, we had a heroes on the water chapter. That's where I first got started yeah. in doing what we're doing. And we just wanted to do more than just kayaking because heroes on the water is amazing. Like they're an amazing yeah. organization and how they've grown and everything else and what they do for veterans is amazing. And first responders, but it's kayak only, and when you're in Wisconsin, yeah. you and you only get expand it six months. Season, yeah. Right. I mean, it was, yeah, if we sure. wanted to be able to do more, like ice fishing events, we do. We do snowshoeing. We do cross country skiing. We do all these Dude, different that's things. Awesome. That, yeah. So it's not just hunting and fishing. Like it's really just out in the outdoors and ways to like just to get out there and like slow it down. Yeah. It's really yeah, what it is. I, that's yep. yeah. Even when it's like chunk tundra out there. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Clothes layers are your friend. <laughs> you know, 
like I do a lot of snowshoeing and cross country skiing and I've hosted events like that. I mean, if it's 20 degrees out, I'm dressed way lighter. Than, there's no jacket. There's no snow pants. There's none of that. Cause you're moving. Like, yeah, cause you're, you're going to like, that's how when I'm snowboarding too, like it'd be, right. you know, eight degrees on the mountain. And after three runs, I'm like, dude, I'm shedding it. And I just got a, you know, just a sweatshirt and a light jacket on, you know, as long as it don't right. get wet, you know, you get that wet snow and then you kind of get cold again. But yeah, I feel you on that. Cause it'll be, you know, they make fun of me at my, where my wife teaches They're like, Oh, it's, it's freezing. It's 32 out there. And Dustin's in a, a hoodie and a shorts. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty hilarious. much, that's what I got on right now. Like for real <laughs> nice <hoodie> shorts. <laughs> it is like 52. Yeah. <laughs> Or t-shirt, like right. I could wear a t-shirt, like right now, not a problem. But yeah, hoodie and shorts down to the, in the twenties. It was in like mid twenties. Hoodie and shorts. Yep, there's Dustin. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man, but yeah, it was a change of pace tonight. I'm out on the road, um, you know, heading over to Jackson, pick up some new boats, and uh, I brought the laptop, do the episode on the road, you know, and then I just had I, I had some issues. With some scheduling and uh got old brad bailed me out appreciate it man <laughs> it's fun man it's at least fun. he's got a talking show this week you know talk food i mean oh, you yeah, can't go wrong yeah. just talking food oh yeah we i might need to start doing like a a segment recipe oh there you go that's a cool little twist i think i might have to start doing that or actually yeah yeah i think we can do that i think we might have to go live one night when i'm cooking have it all prepped Ooh, and ready great. to go. There, it's always fun to go live. Occasionally, from Grouse Camp this past year, we went live. Yeah, I like the lives. I do. I, I, we don't have to do some of them again. You know, I, I, I bombarded the OG show last week on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> you know, I jumped in there nice. on them and and uh, you know, pulled Jay's chain a little bit. <laughs> Someone's got to get him talking. I know, right? Someone's got to get in there and. Like I said, Brian was like, oh, I'll have old Dustin eat, and he run his mouth and talk the damn paint off the wall. You know, that's my whole spiel right there. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get some food and a cold beer. <laughs> and appreciate sleep well. You having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man. We're gonna roll this outro. Stick around, and we'll see y'all next time on Chasing the Tide. Thank you.